Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rhetoric. Better to your host. Thank you so kindly for being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. I forgot to cue a few things today, however, so as I am speaking, excuse that you'll see me trying to type at the same time that I'm doing everything else. How is everybody doing? Today is, you know what kind of Friday is? My daughter kind of told me that. She said, Dad, did you know it is Friday the 13th? And I'm like, what is, I mean, look, if you're superstitious, it means something, right? But it really shouldn't mean anything. Friday the 13th is just another Friday. Or is it? No, I think it's just another Friday, don't you think? Anybody think there's anything special about Friday the 13th that we need to know about that we're not telling anybody about? I don't think so. You know, I don't think so. Anyway, how's everybody doing today? Talk to me, guys. I, I, I see a few people in there. Welcome aboard. Maywood, welcome aboard. Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. Yvette Avery Herod, and of course, AVQ. How are you doing? No, there's nothing special. Thank you for saying that, Bridge, because I think everybody needs to really know that, right? There's nothing special about it. Okay, well, let's see what we're going to do here. Let me run ahead and, and copy this into our system, and then we'll be ready to say we're going to get busy. You know, I like to say we're going to get busy. I think I copied that correctly, and I'm going to throw that in there, and I think it's in there. I update the... Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. All the names of our show today. I don't know if it changes it in real time. I hope it does. Okay, great. Great show for you today. Democracy. I saw three things over this week that gave me some concerns about uh, our democracy. And, 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 and I think it should concern us all. And I have some pieces that I want to play for you. But beforehand, let me go ahead and say hola to everybody. Hola, Bridge. Hola, Paul Fleming. Hit that like button. Please go ahead and hit that like button if you are on Facebook. Hit that Thumbs up if you are on YouTube and follow me at, what is it called again? Follow me at Egberto Willis on Twitter, at Egberto Willis on Twitter. Yvette says, I turned 13 years old on Friday the 13th, so it's all good. Huh? You turned 13 on Friday the 13th? My dear, my God. Okay. I love you, girl. Robert F. Davenport is in the house. He says, hello, progressives. AVQ says, the only Friday the 13th I care about is April 13, 2029, when asteroid Apophis does its flyby. You always have something special. I hadn't heard of that asteroid. Maywood says, Friday the 13th has always been lucky for me. It's Thursday the 12th and Saturday the 14th that have been bad for me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy is what I'm going to say. Uh, let's see. Uh, Daniel Adol says Biden is feeding illegal babies while he lets American babies starve. Oh my God, Adol! Biden is so evil. He's feeding all those those brown foreigners, and good, beautiful American babies are dying for or starving, right? No, it's yet. I love you know this. 
I'm going to make a quick TikTok. I haven't decided the words. Probably going to be some simple words on this this uh, uh, problem with the 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 Similac or whatever the name of the uh, the formula the milk formula is. Right? It's a failure of capitalism once again. You know, it, it is funny, right? They don't want the government going in there to regulate. They don't want the government to get involved with the private sector. Let the private the private sector is efficient. The private sector will do anything. The private sector once again for profit screwed up. They killed babies because they had some germs in the form. And now look, accidents can happen. That's why we have regulations to try to regulate things so that these things don't happen. But once again, the capitalist system failed. Once again, the capitalist system failed right they 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 don't want government and then they kill babies with the poison that was found well not poison you know bacteria or whatever it was that was found that killed a few babies you know uh killed a few babies so it's funny they all they, they want to be left alone they love capitalism and when capitalism work as designed which means okay five babies get killed but if we do complete cleanup, it'll cost us more than it'll cost when those five babies sue us. Okay, those, there's a value of judgment in capitalism. Five babies dead. I, I'm, I'm just calling five babies out of it. I don't know what the number is, okay? Babies dead. Make better changes for regulation. Eh, let the babies die. We'll just pay the suit. It not, Biden has nothing to do with the formula. It's your love for capitalism once again once again did you in once again it did you in you can't protect one child in this country without protecting them all says paul fleming thank you paul very smart words uh ivq says daniel Ado is feeding babies a bad thing we have over 10 million children living with food insecurity it's your republicans uh who keep blocking social safety net bills that would feed them thank you avq for, uh, from 2010, 157 Republicans vote against deficit-reducing bill that gives free healthy meals to hungry kids. It's amazing when they try to make, uh, some of these folks try to make quick points. What it does is it blows up in their face because there's only one party that is the encapsulation of evil. I'm not talking about the people in the party. I'm talking about the, it, the, the actual definition of the party and the uh, lies they make people believe so that they join that abomination it's that simple people join that abomination and what we have to do is purge purge it by enlightening these people that what they're doing is utter evil utter evil okay let's see what else we got here bridge mcp says daniel loves attention a little too much i don't think his attention i thought look let me tell you bridge what happens is this right Anything happens in our economy that's negative, that's going to hurt people, they want to go ahead and point the finger at Biden, right? And that's, you know, that's politics. But if you're going to point the finger for a particular issue, make sure you understand the issue before you just point a finger. Because too often, what again? You're pointing that finger, for them pointing back. And the evil party in this country... The party that, that is the encapsulation of evil is the Republican Party. All Republicans aren't evil. I, I want to get that straight. 
I have a lot of very good Republican friends, and they don't believe in the evil, not even that of their party. In fact, Steve Schmidt uh, is a friend. I consider Steve Schmidt a friend, okay? Matthew Dowd, well, not Matthew, they both turned Democrats because, not because they're super real Democrats, but because they are, what's the word that I want to use? Because they, they want to cure their former party of the evil deeds that it does. Okay, so now what am I going to do? What I want to do is play a piece from, uh, I'm going to start with January 6th because there is some undercurrent stuff that's occurring there, and I want you to listen to um, Congressman Clyburn here. It's about our democracy. It's about, yes, I love the word evil, Daniel, where it applies. And for a party doing what it's doing right now, it is not only evil. Let me put it nicely. It's the encapsulation of evil. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about, uh, let's go ahead and listen to uh, Congressman Clyburn. Because Congressman Clyburn, I have never seen him this, I don't want to say despondent. I want to say he, I've never seen him this concerned. And maybe justifiably so. Check this out, and then we'll go ahead and take it on the other side. And anybody who incite folks to do criminal things ought to be tried criminally. Are you worried about what might happen if Republicans regain control of the House and then turn this back on Democrats? They will not do any worse than they're now doing. I don't see this as anything about Democrats versus Republicans. If I were to give a speech like Mo Brooks gave and this kind of activity were to flow from it, I should be indicted. I should be kicked out of the Congress. That is not the way you conduct yourself uh, as a United States congressman. We heard him. We looked at him. And we know full well that he is guilty of inciting people to riot, and he ought to be held accountable. Is our government, our Congress, Capitol Hill, um, can it be fixed? You know, I have been saying for a long time now that this too shall pass. But you know, I grew up in apostates. And I'm beginning to believe uh, that we may be uh, threatening uh, to really undermine uh, this democracy and this country really is teetering on the edge. So I don't know. Uh, I thought uh, that we were, but I'm not too sure. That's the first time I've heard you say that, sir. Whenever I've asked you that question, you've said that we've seen worse times and we've come out the better of them. It says something that... You're doubtful right now. Yes, for uh, Congressman Clyburn, that is so. You know, it's it's if he's as doubtful as you hear him about the 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 state of the democracy, the state of our country. I'll give you the exact reason why, but we'll talk about it a little bit later. Remember what the congressman is concerned. Remember that the congressman is concerned about our democracy. The congressman is concerned about the violence of the right. The congressman is concerned that somebody like uh, Mo Brooks, who went out there wearing bulletproof vests and saying he, he wants to go ahead and there's going to be hell to be paid or whatever words he used. Yes, he's a danger to our democracy. And if we don't put these guys away starting effectively now, 
what you saw on January 6th was just a practice run of what these guys would love to do. Okay, Breed says from YouTube, Daniel, please define what are illegal babies. That is strange wording. You know, yeah, for people who love babies, calling them illegal is quite an interesting thing, right? I mean, I mean, the, 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 the dichotomy in the thought process, what can I say? Jo Carl Cox says, GOP partly believe only the mega rich mega corporations deserve need help. Monetary help, that is. The GOP party believe in shafting the bottom 90%. I mean, look, uh, you're kind, Cox. You're kind. You're saying they believe in helping out the bottom 90%. I guess you don't really see how rich the rich really is. That, that, not even the 1%, but the 0.1%. The obscene, the obscene theft that occur by the super wealthy, the parasites in our society that accomplish and does nothing but use the manipulation of money to attain something. It's astounding. And when you really grasp what it's like and how much of what we earn they take away, it's an interesting uh, thing to watch. So anyhow, folks, come on, give me those thumbs up and share please por favor share let me see this stuff should have sent that baby out let me see if it actually did or not let me see if it, yep just sent out the live show bingo y lo acaba de hacer así que debemos de tener más gente ahora okay let's continue all right uh let's see what else we got here avq says daniel just remember that trolls demonstrate sadistic narcissistic and psychopathic behavior avq says avq post the link separately AVQ says, Egberto, Democrats have wasted over a year failing to prosecute those who have planned and incited January 6th. I agree. Only those who directly participated have gotten prosecuted and received light sentences. Yes, I expect Republicans to repeat what happened on January 6th as soon as the people stop talking about it. You know, um, Democrats sometimes get on my nerves, but you have to realize this. It's not really per se Democrats. It's neoliberals who... They don't really mind the policies that Donald Trump came out with, okay? They may want to clean it up around the edges to give people the semblance that they want to do good by them. It's, it's, it, look, these people are psychopaths. They just don't care. Whether you're a Republican psychopath or a Democratic psychopath, meaning neoliberal, it doesn't matter, right? It really doesn't matter. You don't really think about other people's pain. You, don't, you are not sufficiently empathetic to know and say, I can see how that mother is feeling. I can see, I can actually empathize with that mother. I can empathize with that person who doesn't really know what tomorrow brings, right? Bree says, uh, ABQ, Daniel Ado, just remember that trolls demonstrate. Oh, I, I, I read that one already. Um, Dave Smith says, Dave Smith says, it will take Trump to save America again. Hmm. I would love you to tell me what specifically did Brother Trump do that you think was a positive? I would like you to, I can look, I can look at you and tell you, well, President Biden, with the policy passed in the rescue plan, actually did specific things. Specifically, it repopulated businesses. Specifically, it actually uh, created 
products, I mean, you know, help in the creation of products. Now, people say, oh, well, uh, Trump started that, that, that policy that, uh, that gave away money. Yeah, he did, to give away money. Yes. And where did it all go? We all can account for that. But what specifically do you think Donald Trump, Mr. Smith, has done that is positive in nature? I'm, I'm curious. I'm listening. British MCP says, laughing my you-know-what-off, someone needs to save Rump first. He is in a big, he is a big you-know-what-hole. Daniel Edo says, I recognize those qualities in Egberto as well. So true. Hmm. So I am now a psychopath. Hmm. Wow. You know, if you're defining me that way, then psychopath has a new meaning. So oh, I, I can't argue that, brother Daniel Edo. All right. Dave Smith, name one Trump policy that helped the people. Thank you for, I think I asked that one already. Uh, AVQ, I hope uh, you, you prod him to actually respond because I don't know. I can't tell of one policy anybody can say, ah, oh, this really made things better for my life. Okay. Daniel Adele, this is from E2247. No baby human person is illegal. Some are undocumented by rich white person rules, but... Not many or so in 330 million person nation. Robert Davenport says, evil and adjective equal morally wrong or bad, immoral, wicked too. Harmful, detrimental. Why people afraid of the real definition of words? Please recognize evil where it occurs regardless of the source. And that is what the, the one of the person that I had on a couple days ago, that's what he tried to explain, the, um, Mr. Mukler. He said, we have to learn to use the word evil. Luckily, I've been using the word evil to define what the Republican Party represents for some time now. A lot of people want to walk around it on, in fear of offending Republicans. I have no fear because my Republican friends know I speaketh from the position of love. And also, it's not a personal thing. It's an ideological thing. And even many of them realize that the ideology that's being pushed by evangelicals and, 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 and the Republican Party is, in fact, evil. You know, it's not my words. It's their words. You can go to, uh, to one of these right-wing evangelical churches. There's an article out today where the guy said he went to the church and the, the, the Jesus is no longer who they serve. It is worshiping of Donald Trump or worshiping of that which Donald Trump represents. That's their new idol. If Moses were to be coming down from Mount Sinai, he would have the tablets and he'll break them again. Then God would send him to build it again. I'm just quoting the Bible. I grew up a Christian. I'm a humanist now, but I grew up a Christian. ABQ says, Egberto, Trumpers love the country. Or, uh, Trumpers love the country or the idea of it, but seem to hate the country's people. Yeah, they do. Maywood, the law says they are supposed to cross the border illegally. What? Well, uh, George Washington and all these other guys did, you know, so you know, let me tell you, look, I have no desire, you know, if somebody is able to smuggle their way into America, I am not for deporting that person. And I know it sounds strange. I'm, you want to keep borders strong for order? I'll, I'll, I'll be with you. But if somebody finds a way to get here and they're productive, I'm not trying to get rid of them. Um, otherwise, I would tell the natives, hey, guys, go ahead and get those, those people. You know, those, you know those hundreds of millions of acres of land 
in West Texas that's owned by a few people, take back your land. You know, they, you know, they they came over, they came over not to work it. They came over and took it. So why should? And you know what? Now that I'm talking about this, this gives me the perfect opportunity to uh, to talk about the West, right? There's a young man who wrote, wrote a book about the West, and he thinks that the West is going to woke. We are just treating the West badly by us telling the, the, the truths about the atrocities committed. We are forgetting all the good that was done by the West, intellectually, artistically, etc. And I want you to listen to this guy because I mean what he says if you are if you are not schooled in if you're schooled in western history only you would think that you know it's all you know it's it's the best since apple pie and I, look there are good things in every form of history in every culture whatever but I want you to listen to this because there is a certain amount of hubris in this statement and when politicians pick up on what these guys write which they do it leads to the wrong outcome and opinion i want you to listen to this guy and then we'll take it on the other side uh, you, you write this, the culture that gave the world life-saving advances in science, medicine, and a free market that has raised billions of people around the world out of poverty and offered the greatest flowering of thought anywhere in the world is interrogated through a lens of the deepest hostility and simplicity. The culture that produced Michelangelo, Leonardo, Bernini, and Bach is portrayed as if it has nothing relevant to say. New generations are taught this ignorant view of history. They are offered a story of the West's failings without spending anything like a corresponding time on its glories. Every school child knows about slavery. How many can describe without irony, cringing, or caveat, the great gifts that the Western tradition has given to the world? All aspects of the Western tradition now suffer the same attack. The Judeo-Christian foundation that formed the cornerstone of the Western tradition finds itself under particular assault. So does the tradition of secularism and the Enlightenment, which produced a flourishing in politics, scientists, sciences, and the arts. So, Douglas, explain uh, and explain why you wrote the book. Well, it's very good to be with you. Essentially, I think we've been undergoing a period of overcorrection in the West, which I mean, particularly in America, but also in the other English-speaking democracies in particular. And the overcorrection is something like this. Uh, uh, maybe if you went back 60 years, uh, you could study American history and be ignorant, for instance, of the fact that Thomas Jefferson owned slaves. Uh, there, there, was an over, there was a correction that was needed. We needed to get American history, British history, Western history into a better perspective. We needed to take account of, for instance, slavery, the history of racism, history of colonialism, and much more. Uh, but I say that in recent years, we've gone into an overcorrection on this. So that, for instance, uh, in, uh, in the U.S., 
every single figure from the past is found guilty of living in the past because the past wasn't like the present. Uh, everybody is guilty of holding views or living at a time in which views were held, which we now find repugnant. But as a result, we have this extraordinary assault on almost everybody who's gone before us, from the founding fathers, even from the date of the founding of America, all the way through up to the present. You know, we have a situation where uh, instead of getting Jefferson in a proper light uh, in, as, as I say, the sort of correct things we didn't know. We overdo it in New York. The council chamber last year uh, created up and removed the statue of Thomas Jefferson in the uh, state council chamber because, as one of the members of the council said, Thomas Jefferson does not represent our values. Well, if you go through all of American history and you say, we find these people guilty of not agreeing with everything we believe, it's very hard to see what from the American or the Western past is going to remain if we accuse everybody of slavery, everybody of colonialism, right. everybody of, of racism. Uh, you just mentioned the Enlightenment philosophers. I have a section there. You know, our tradition of secularism, separation of church and state, non-superstition, was given to us by the Enlightenment philosophers. And in recent years, every one of them has been brought down. Literally, their statues pulled down, even in Paris. Voltaire right. disappeared, gone into a witness protection program. Well, and, and, you know, Douglas, you also talk about uh, you, you talk about the need for the debate. Mm. You're talking, though, in the introduction about the need for balance in the debate. Let me just read a, a couple things here quickly here. Uh, you say there's certainly been times in the past when the history of the West has been taught as though it is a story of unabashed good. Historical criticism and rethinking are never a bad idea. I do not wish to shut down the considerable debate that is going on at the moment. I enjoy that debate, and I think yes. it is helpful. But to date, yes. and I think this is the thesis of your book, but to, but to date, it has been riotously one-sided. You know, um, if, if you listen to that on the surface, it actually sounds good. I mean, yeah, we, we all of us, all of us, and notice I'm saying all of us, all the cultures of the world have had their bad and they're good. That's not, that's, that's a given. But he's concerned that over the last several years, we are overcorrecting because the overcorrection is actually telling a truth never told. And that's the problem I have with this guy. He wants to claim that why do we need Yes, yes, there was slavery. Okay, that was bad. Okay, let's forget about it. What he fails to contend or, or, or to put into his equation that something like slavery and the results of it still lives on and the, and the actual outcome of those who were enslaved still persists. So how can you just say, okay, we'll, we'll forget about that part. Another thing, you know, he, he talks about, oh, even... The way they want to change the date America was discovered, I imagine he was talking about the 1619 Project, right? Because the 1619 Project kind of gives the entire story about from the first slave gets to America and all that kind of stuff. And America was, in fact, built on slavery, right? He, he talks about the, all the greatness that the West has done, right? Okay. We talk about uh, the Western culture beginning, go, going into, let's say, the, the British Empire going into India and dominated India, colonialism, that's what, what he mentioned. He, he wants to just shoo away colonialism without going into the fact that the results of colonial, colonialism is 
the starvation, and a lot of these issues that then he wants to take benevolence for. What do I mean by that? Okay, so I go into a country, I take away their natural order, and by them adapting my order, they are now a starving people and they are now dependent on me. And then I say out of the goodness of my heart now, I feed you. I help you. Right? It, it, it is, is mind-boggling. It is also, we do so, we, our Western culture created so much wealth. Okay. How did it do it? Well, it did it on the backs of those who didn't profit from said wealth creation. And you want then for all of us to go ahead and say, hooray to Western culture built on my back and I didn't profit from it. You want those who were aggrieved by the culture to sing those songs. You want that Native American whose forefathers helped those who came on this land to survive on what was a hostile land and then take all the land away and have to sit down in a class every time they learn history that says Christopher Columbus discovered America. Well, who the hell were they that were there? If you're going to have to sit in a class, do you think any Amer any a European sitting in a class would hear, well, uh, you know, the, would accept, will accept that in class, they are have to be, they have to accept a lie. I don't think so. So, I mean, I, I get what he's trying to say. Oh, no, we're going to be left with no history. If you take down all these statues of all these people who made the country, and he's right. These are the, but if they made the country on other people's back, why should the people whose back it was made on have to see them every day they walk down the street? That was my enslaver. And you want me to watch him? That was a person who killed a whole, uh, Andrew Jackson, the person who murdered a lot of Indians, a lot of natives. And you want them to pass that statue every day and say, Hi, Andrew Jackson. Come on, people. Empathy. Empathy. You know, it's, a, it's all a perspective thing. Look, all of us partake of Western culture now, all of us in America, and we can, we can, we can go ahead and live in the culture, uh, not repay those who were aggrieved by the culture, atone, for the misdeeds and move on that is what these movements are all about i mean if, if on that andrew ja if on, on that jefferson statue it said i did some good with some of the philosophical thoughts i had but i had slaves which was evil if we if we had context where we understand that these weren't great men these were flawed men like all men and women are flawed if we could get there and not ask some of us to have to sit down and, and be and, and sit down and have to be told things to make you feel good. Even as the, some of the most heinous crimes were committed 
under your domain. Come on, let's get real. So now people talk about whether our democracy is at peril. Well, here's the thing. One of the reasons why our democracy is at peril is because of lack of truth, right? Nobody is trying to accuse people of today of the crimes of the past if they don't partake in the crimes of the past, right? Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that. But what many in the evil parts of our political system are doing, they're trying to make it seem as if those of us who were agreed for decades, which are now becoming the maximum amount. Thank you so kindly, Mr. Davenport, for your super chat. Mr. Davenport just gave us a super chat. He says, indigenous Native Americans fighting illegal immigration since 1492. I love that sentiment. Indigenous Native Americans fighting illegal immigration since 1492. Wow. Powerful way of saying it, sir. Powerful way of saying it. But anyhow, uh, thank you very much for that super chat. Hey, join. Oh, it's it's after halfway. Let's let's go ahead and get some uh, get do the, the promo for my books, and then I'll come right back because I have a lot more to say. But thank you so kindly, guys. Roberto Willis, as host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Networks, KPFT 90.1 FM, Houston, that engages all ideologies. I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom to Describe the Entire Economy in a Manner We Can All Understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, Take It to the Next Level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It, gives us a place to land. After learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side, we point out what would make an economy that works for all. Each book stands on its own, but together they provide the full picture. Please consider getting one or more. You will undoubtedly learn, be entertained, and help us continue the mission with our blogs, articles, videos, and books. I'm Egberto Willis. Thank you so kindly. Please, you can get that book at politicsandright.com books. I just added the link to the field. And likewise, if you want to help support us, help us tell the truth, help us get the message out. Please support us by going to our PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. There are definitely many different ways you can support us. You can go to our store, politicsandright.com slash store to get our t-shirts, hats, cups, mugs, all that good stuff. Or you can just go to politicsandright.com slash support. It has all the different methods in which you can provide this program support. We need your support. We can't do this without you. I tell you what, before I get to the last video, I want to read because you guys have been writing through the gazoo. And I want to get, you know, this is an interactive program. I like to speak to my peeps. Okay, let's, let, let's continue here. Uh, Melanie, welcome here. Hello, everybody, says Melanie. Carl Cox, I think I spoke to you already. Carl Cox, Daniel Ledo says Maywood. The law says they're... Okay, so now I can continue. I know where I broke off. Okay, Bridge says if Jesus came back, they would hate him. I know, because Jesus is not white. You're going to... You're going to 
you go into uh, any any evangelical church and you see a blue-eyed blonde Jesus, right? And it's like, you know, Jesus was a Jew out of uh, Jesus was a Jew out of uh, the Africa, right? You know, so I mean, I don't think he's white. So you know, I don't think he's white. So come on now, let's get real. Daniel Adol says, Egberto's disciples couldn't recognize evil if it slapped them across the face. They swim in evil daily and love it. And AVQ says, can someone forward to Maywood? I'd wager the horrors outweigh the good 100 to 1. I don't know what that is about. I imagine that's a little private conversation there. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Paul Fleming, not my thread buddy. I am not the guy here promoting Trump. <laughs> All right, I, I think I read Robert Davenport's, but I'll do it again because I love it. It says, indigenous Native Americans fighting illegal immigration since 1492. I mean, that is so, that is so good. Short and good. Short and good. I love it. I love it. I love it. And by the way, uh, he gave us a super chat. Folks, consider giving us a super chat. Go ahead and hit that join button on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, let's get a part of the family. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's see. Paul Fleming says that's a reply to ABQ. Let's see what we got here. I'm scrolling down, guys. I'm so good. I hate FB. Do not use. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Lee Grant says thanks for introducing your audience to Murray. Everyone should read his book. I want them to read his book. I want them to. You know, I am not. I am not at all scared for people to read other people's opinion. Come back. Let's discuss it. Etc. And you know why? Because knowledge is power. And also seeing how other people think. Like I said, the book is full of, I haven't read the entire book, but the piece I read, it's, it's full of hubris. Because it, it comes under the belief that Western civilization was the beginning of science. The beginning of things being done. You know, it is as if, do you think the Western civilization built the pyramids in the Mayan culture, in the Inca culture? in the Egyptian culture? No, those were, those were techniques that were developed by others. Do you think different forms of farming that have evolved throughout the world had anything to do with Western civilization? I tell you what, Western civilization has been in, in, in the conquering nature of Western civilization. This is what I, this is my perception. If you decide that you are going to go around the world and, and, and use force to dominate and then take the different uh, take the different technologies from those places, you become a hell of an aggregator. And you know who is the number one best aggregator of technology in the world? America. America gets the best Africans. America gets the best Asians. America gets the best everybody because it follows a particular methodology to monetize it. And it uses certain, certain human frails, frail, frailties as well, greed, etc., of some to populate itself. And look, I'm, I'm just saying that's, I'm not saying that's good, bad. I'm saying that's the way it is. One would have you believe that it's Western civilization that get things done. Uh, while most of us understand that Western civilization is a civilization who captures, right? America built on the back of slaves, indigenous people and Asians, Pacific Railroad Asians, uh, crop and, and building the wealth uh, slaves and indigenous folks taught you how to survive initially in the country and then you take you took all the lands right that i mean that is those are just statements of fact and that you get upset that we make mention of that anybody who gets upset at that it's like why are you upset that's what they did 
you know, just a thought, just a thought. All right, continuing. Bridge is our dinner. Okay. Uh, FB doesn't have a character limit on comments. It's only beneficial feature. <laughs> Bridge says, I use both FB and YouTube because I can see everything. There you go. In fact, like most of the great inventions and developments, it came from the East. It came from all over. Yeah. I mean, gunpowder, China, uh, a lot, the, the real McCoy, the break right here in America. I mean, there are a lot of things. All oh, Look, humanity is beautiful. All forms of humanity is beautiful, and different people have used, have had to solve different problems themselves, and then we aggregate them. All right, let's see. Robert Davenport says, so this Douglas Murray says, forget everything bad because he thinks it is one-sided today. So a culture that creates symphonies can do slavery and the Holocaust. That is a good trade-off, right? <laughs> it's funny. I know, right? I love it. And, you know, and who defines what's the, art, what's the arts, right? Oh, we like to listen to Beethoven and that cultured music that you, the way they do it is they put on a suit and tie and they go into an auditorium. But you go to uh, Uganda, and Uganda you have all these people jumping around and, 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 and moving their bodies in synchronization and using their mouths as instruments and a lot of colors and all of that. Those are savages. That's not culture. Oh, no, it's difficult too, right? <laughs> And again, that's what I, that's, that's the issue I have with a lot of folks who write books like what he writes, right? Because they want to define what is culture, what is pure. But somehow, even as they do that, the adapted culture in America and elsewhere, for some reason, don't ask me why, but it's always Africanized. Please explain that to me. It's always Africanized. You look at the kids, you look at what they like, you look at, you know, and you know what it is, really? It's a funny word that they like to use, but don't like to process. I'm talking about the leaders of the Western world, not my lovely citizens of the Western world, but the leaders who are trying to remain controlled via the Powell memo, etc. What they don't, what they forget to tell you is that in these other forms of entertainment, what you have is freedom. 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 That's why it is so, you know, people say, why is why are our Africanized culture, you know, all these different things that these these folks do, all of America gravitate towards it. Freedom. Always remember that. It's the it's the freestyle, it's the freedom of doing things, as opposed to having to lock yourself into a slave mentality, right? You join a symphony with a certain amount of stuff, and you know, the fifth of Beethoven has a particular set of rules. And then you put the fifth of Beethoven to, into to the sound of Philadelphia. And suddenly the fifth of Beethoven takes on a different character. And somehow that is a music that then appeals to all. Freedom. Freedom. That which Trump and the Republicans would, are attempting to take away from us all. Freedom. Freedom. Lee Grant says, why don't you worry about modern day slavery? You only want to whine about historic slavery. I worry about slavery, period. Modern day slavery is what we're living through right now. When you have capitalism, take your money, brother Grant. Grant, uh, I, I, I want, let's use you as an example, brother Grant. What do you do for a living? After you tell me that, I want to make a story based on what you say you do for a living. All right, let's see. Daniel Ladosa, it's clear this is about not about history. It's about destroying America. Be honest. 
Uh, no, I, I love America. That's why I'm here. I am able to speak freely and do certain things, but you're trying to take that away from me now. All right. ABKC, I joke, discovering land that someone else is already living on is like discovering someone else's car. There's a TikTok video that I saw now. Robert Davenport. Oh, I, I, I see that. That's one that I saw before. I, I, there's a TikTok that says this guy goes ahead and, Rob, uh, uh, you know, he goes into a car and he's starting to drive off. The cop stops and the guy says, you're stealing that car. The, 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 the guy looked at him and said, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. He said, you're taking that car. You're stealing that car. And the, the, the TikTok video, the guy says, no, I'm not stealing that car, sir. Not in the least am I stealing that car. So, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And then the guy said, no, no. I discovered this car. And then he said, did, did, did Christopher Columbus steal America? No, he discovered America. <laughs> Thank you for, for reminding me about that, my dear brother Rudden. I love you guys so much. Even you, Lee Grant, because we get a chance to converse, and you guys give a, a, something worth a conversation. Rouge Stark says, cancel Earth as long as Fox News go away too. All right, let's see what else we got here. Daniel Lado, learning about history will only destroy your mythologizing of that history. The nation will survive such harsh knowledge. Exactly. Thank you, sir. All right, let's see if, if, if Brother Smith answered me. Smith, what do you do for a living? Western culture is very important. It has dominated the world. Note how we are speaking English. I am not doubting that, sir. Look, being powerful, being able to kill, will always have an advantage over a culture who is centralized on love. Remember that. And that's why capitalism is so successful. It has no problem killing for the sake of killing to keep it growing. So, I, I, look, you're right. You are right, sir. Davenport says, if Western science is so great, why is it we use Arabic numerals? Math is the basis of modern science. Europeans had no concept of zero. Close examination of facts reveals the truth. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, Mike Cisak says, May would, if a drug dealer offered you some drugs for free initially and got you hooked, would you consider that a bad or a good thing? I would consider it a bad thing if that drug dealer got you hooked, and that's what capitalism does, right? It gets you hooked into thinking that this is something, it feeds you, and then you're hooked, all right? Then you're hooked. Paul Fleming says, Trump said during COVID that some of us must do die to keep the economy going. He sure did say that. Bruce Pollard, let's talk solutions. We We are... Let me let me let me let me tell you something, Bruce. I love you. You're right. Solution is education. Education. Um, you everything that I said today, brother Bruce, you know it. You're an educated man. You're a pragmatic man. You're a centered man. But if you listen to Ledo, Mike Cisak, Eric Hayes, and others, it is clear that they were not informed that way. Will they be listening to me? Not necessarily. But you know who is Brother Bruce? The thousands of people that are going to hear this podcast today, they're going to 
hear what I read from Eric Cisak, uh, 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 Smith, and all the others, Lee Grant, etc. They're gonna they're gonna read or hear when I read their message out and reply to it because they themselves would have had those same thoughts. And will it work with some? Absolutely. Will it work with all? Absolutely not. But my goal is like a, uh, what is the word? Metastasizing cancer, for lack of a better word. Just so people can see. Now, and now sometimes I also give, I bring some of the, the people that were in the old fold, the old Republican fold, as I'm going to do now with uh, Brother Steve Schmidt. Steve, Steve just about hit everybody on this particular piece that I'm going to read, that I'm going to play here. And he does so saying, we have to come up with exactly what you said there, Brother Bruce, solutions. Let's go ahead and listen to Steve Schmidt, and then we'll take it on the other side. And so what all of this is, is a coherent, organized ideology. And that ideology has a name. It's called fascism. The argument that Tucker Carlson is making and that J.D. Vance and others is making is this. That American freedom, that American culture, and that in order for it to be saved, uh, we have to deal with the problem of American democracy. And the great flaw in American democracy, according to them, is that it treats everyone equally. And because it treats everyone equally, his vote, their vote, a group vote, a group of people that look alike to them, white people who have a similar worldview, their vote, their power in their view is lessened. And so therefore, democracy becomes the opposite of freedom because freedom cannot be something where they and people who are less than them are treated equally. This philosophy got 100 million people killed, at least in the middle of the 20th century. And so everybody would have understood what this was, who was alive in those moments. And when you see this in totality, the embrace of replacement theory, which is steeped in racial scientific theory, which goes back to the middle of the 19th century when a French nobleman uh, named de Gobineau introduced a ranking of whose race was the smartest and introduced into the lexicon a word that previously hadn't existed, and that word was Aryan. And over the next 70 years, the use of that word would be picked up by an obscure political party in Germany that was a far-right party that called itself National Socialist. These people call themselves National Conservatives. It is teeming with extremism. It is dangerous. This is a fear-based ideology that is meant to make people hate each other. And therefore, it is un-American. It is contrary to the American idea and ideal as we understand it, which is at long last, we stand at the edge of a moment when all people of all races and all religion and all ethnicity stand equally in this land before the law. That is what they are attacking, and that is what they hate. It's popular because fear works, because we live in a time of profound change, 
We know that a million people were wiped out by opioids by the Sackler family. And it was discovered as if Columbus discovered America for most of the people that live on both coasts. The fundamental dividing line in American politics is the line that separates Americans with a college degree from Americans who have a high school diploma. And the elites in the country, a lot of them, speak to and talk to people with a lot of contempt. And so this message is resonant. Lastly, there's something in the national character. And, and what's, what's present in the national character is this, is this allergy around being told what to do. So when you combine the contempt, when you combine the fact that people feel unseen and unheard, they are ripe for a message around what they are angry about. They are susceptible to the lie because the lie is able to take root when people lose faith. And so the choice is ahead, where does the country go? And what the country is going to have to decide is if it wants to live in a world where fear and division is able to take root. So I'll just tell you what happens at the end of all of this. After you dehumanize everybody, that's when the killing starts. And we can watch that play out in Ukraine. Uh, exactly right. Now, um, I want to touch on um, I want to touch on Bruce again when he mentioned because Bruce always come in. Uh, you know, he come in. I always at the right time and says, "What's the solution?" Right. What I want to say is this: um, if you notice, uh, um, if you notice, uh, Steve Schmidt attacked both sides because he said he talks about the elitism of uh, folks taking some for granted, and I honestly believe. I, and because I've experienced this myself, I've gone to the party, right? I'm a precinct chair. And I've gone to the party and said, you know, we, we know who our voters are, but that's not enough. And we serve all voters, not just, quote unquote, our voters. I would like to, and I, I, I live in a very red district, very red district. But I want to engage that district. I want to go ahead and, hey, have a good one, brother. But I want to finish this, this, this sentiment that I'm talking here. And I wish you would stick around to hear what I got to say on this one, AVQ, because a lot of you don't agree with me. And you may not agree with me here either, because a lot of you think I waste my time by entertaining the Mike Seasacks and the Eric Hayes and the, Mike, uh, the Daniel Ledoes and the Lee Grants of the world. And I don't think I do. First of all, whether those names that, that are in our house right now change or not, it's not the very most important thing. It's that the, the dialogue that they brought to this room is in very, very important. Because for every one Mike Sisak in this house, there are thousands of them out there that ultimately some will listen to what we have to say. And some would even develop the rationale or see the rationale in what we're saying and what we're doing. It's not easy to have people bombard you with misinformation while we are trying to do. But I love that they are bombarding us with misinformation so that we can qualify that information and have it live in the ethos. Because this lives, this podcast, it's, it's not a podcast, now, of course, it's a live show. But the podcast will live on forever. 
Okay. Now that and 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 Mike said just like better. Very so often you initially show your understanding, your understanding economics, but then go off on a tangent with your logical leftist argument. That's fine for you to say that, sir. And I'm glad you're here, really. And please come back. Sometimes you should share my stuff too. You, my right wing brothers and sisters. But so so what I'm saying is this: we are KPFT, the the radio station that I do two programs a week. Uh, we are building a. We're going to have a new house new studios, hopefully in the next few months. And what my, my contribution to that particular space, as progressive a place as we generally are in our talk portion, we have music portion that isn't all that progressive. My goal out there is going to be really engage the community, but not just that community that folk would expect us to engage, but everybody, and I want to echo Brother Bruce again, solutions, right? And I'm going to give an interesting solution, first of all. And you guys are going to laugh at me, first of all. But it's true. L-O-V-E. Um, there is a person that contacted me from the right that actually that meant something to them. And I said, you know, I'm going to always use this. I mean, I'm going to, I mean it when I say it, and I'm going to continuously mean it because people listen. And when they believe you and they see that you're not like them, you don't look like them, you don't think like them, you have a different ideology from them. And you still can say, you know what, man, just because you're a human being, I genuinely love you, and because of that, I'm going to continue to work with you. You may change a few, you may be able to change something that I may got, have gotten wrong, and I'm open to that. But you better be open for that which will save you ultimately. Um, so, folks. Uh, I'm over by two minutes and change. That's okay, because I got some extra that I have to clip off in the front before I put it into the podcast. Hey, go visit anchor.fm slash politics done right. That's where I keep the podcast version of this show. That's anchor.fm slash politics done right. You can also subscribe to it there for it's either on Spotify or Spotify, Apple, Apple, uh, you know, the, the whole shebang. You can find politics and right everywhere. So check it out. Sorry, I didn't get to finish reading everything that you guys post in there. Um, I probably won't get to all of it. I have so much to get done this weekend that I must get done this weekend. Um, but uh, please support us. I need you to support us at politicsandright.com support. We have all different ways of doing that. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Oh. We 
spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.